you do, and we ask you, dear God, to intervene. Give victory there, we pray. I pray for our missionaries. I ask you, dear God, you'll take care of them. Watch over and keep them. Uh, Kathy's eye, Lord, if you'll take care of her. If you'll answer all these prayers, and we hear about it, we'll be very careful to praise you for the answer of them. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much. Get your Bible tonight, and I'd like for you to turn to Jeremiah uh, chapter 18. <clears throat> I was telling Ms. Harden that it uh, seemed like all week long I've been dealing with people that's just uh, in stress. In fact, one lady called me today and she said, I, I just don't know if I can keep living in this mess. Everything's going on. I don't know if I can handle it anymore. And uh, I want you just uh, I want to talk to you about the sin of despair. Now, in Jeremiah 18, I'd be, like to begin to read verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessels that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as it seemeth good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. O house of Israel, at what instant I shall speak concerning the nation and concerning the kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I have uh, I thought to do unto them. Now, that word repent simply means change his mind, alright? Now, at that at what instant I shall speak concerning the nation and concerning the kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight that obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit it, benefit them. Now therefore go to, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame in evil against you, and devise a vice, a device against you. Return ye now, every one, from his evil way, and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices, and we will every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Ask ye now among the heathen who has heard such things. The virgin of Israel has done a very horrible thing. Will a man leave the snow of Lebanon, which cometh from the rock of the field? Or shall the cold flowing waters that come from another place be forsaken? <clears throat> because my people have forgotten me, they have burned incense to vanity, and they have caused them to stumble in their ways in the ancient past, to walk in paths in a way not cast up, to make their land desolate, and a professor of history. Everyone that passes thereby shall be astonishment and wag his head. I will scatter them 
with an east wind before the enemy. I will show them the back and not the face in the day of their calamity. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to understand these verses and then to apply them to our own life. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was talking to somebody just before I come to church, and I said, how you doing? And they said, well, I'm doing good. I said, good, you can be in church tonight. And they wanted to hang up. Anyway, they quit talking to me. They let me know without saying anything they weren't coming. Now, verse 12. And they said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices, and we will everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. It's always been a strange thing to me how people think they can fight against God and do uh, God hurt. Now, there are two ways the devil works at to ruin man for all eternity. Number one, Satan tries every way he can to love people to sleep in a false sense of security. For instance, Satan argues with men that God is too merciful and God is too good to send a soul to hell forever and ever. So therefore, everybody will someday be saved. Now, we know that's not true. Uh, the second thing he'll do, if that doesn't work, then Satan tells people they have plenty of time to make a decision, but not now. If that doesn't work, then Satan will <clears throat> rob people of precious opportunities to hear the gospel and to be saved. Now, in the second place, when Satan cannot persuade you in any of the above, uh, just mention any will drive people to desperation. For instance, he'll tell you it's too late to be saved. Now, I had a many a person tell me that. He'll tell you it's too hard to live the Christian life. Now, I've had many people tell me that. He'll make you think you don't feel saved because you don't uh, live exactly like some other Christian does. And feelings has nothing to do with salvation. Now, when this happens, people give up and say there's no hope for us. Then they begin to think, if they cannot be saved, it is better than to eat, drink, and be merry, and we'll die tomorrow. Now, this is the way Satan tempted the people of Israel in Jeremiah 18. When the prophet of God warned them of God's coming judgment and begged them to return from their wicked ways, instead of repenting and turning back to God, they despairingly said, there is no hope. We will walk after our own devices. And because they did, God brought upon them the judgment He warned them that He would do. Now, here's what, I'll, here's what I'm saying. If God tells anybody that reads the Bible and believes there is a God and wants to worship God, if God says anywhere in this book, this you do and I'll bless you, well, there isn't but one other way then. If you don't do what God says, then there's a curse coming on you. And it's just that you can't change that. If God says do something and I'll bless you and you determine not to do it, then what do you expect? Now, I want to give you three things very quickly about despair in the light of these scriptures. Number one, to despair of God's mercy is sinful. Despairing of God's mercy is direct contract, contrary to God's will in God's word. Listen to this. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, 
as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but it all should come to repentance. Now, if you say then, you tried to come to God, but He wouldn't have you or save you, you're accusing God falsely then. Because God said He wants everybody to be saved. In First Timothy 2 verse 4, God will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Psalms 147 verse 11, God taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. Psalms 136, For His mercy endureth forever. God is displeased with all those who refuse to hope in Him. Now, it's, it's a great insult to the very character of God then. It's a, to put a question mark around the truth of integrity of God's Word if you in despair. God promised in John 6, verse 37, he that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Now, I know people say, I've sinned away my day of grace. No. The Bible says if you'll come to Him, He'll have you. Amen? Now, if you don't believe that, 1 John chapter 5, verse 10, <clears throat> He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not his record that God gave of his Son. That's a terrible statement, isn't it? Somebody said, I don't believe God. You know what you just did? You made God a liar. Because the Bible says He cannot lie. Now, we see these verses, and many of them like them, that the despair of God's grace and mercy is sinful, number one. Number two, to despair of God's mercy is dangerous. Despair is not only sinful in itself, but it leads to other sins, and that's dangerous. Because hope leads people to keep on trying. I've said this many a time. As long as I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you've got a chance. You keep going. But when you can't see the other end of the tunnel, you lose hope. And brother, when you lose hope, then you get into despair. Despair is opposite of hope. And it will lead you further and further away from God. Despair, having no hope, is dangerous. Despair is nothing new. You go back to Genesis chapter 4, and I ain't got time to read it all tonight, but we know the story of Cain and Abel. And Cain got into sin. Instead of choosing God's way, chose his own way, and he departed from the presence of God. And he left his godly home, his godly parents, his godly friends, and his godly teachings. And he went over into the land of Nod, to drive all the thoughts of God out of his mind. And as he went, the Bible says, uh, also uh, he got into despair. And he got into the place so much he said, I can't stand under this, Lord. I can't go through this, what you put upon me. In First Samuel chapter 28, King Saul got in despair. Uh, he went to the witch of Endor. And he ended up falling in his own sword in suicide. Take away all hope of God's grace to save a person, and that person will give up and turn their attitude or attention to worldly lust and pursue it and try to banish God from his thoughts. That's dangerous. The spare of God's grace is dangerous. The spare of God's grace is sin. Number three, the spare of God's mercy is unreasonable. It's unreasonable because God continues to let you live. 
Think about that for just a minute. Can you imagine God made me? I didn't ask to be made. God made me. And I'm going to turn around and accuse the one that made me? I'm going to accuse Him of not being good to me? I'm going to accuse Him of not taking care of me? How do you get? How do you think that that will please God? Now, the character of God tells us it is unreasonable to despair of His mercy. When we think of God, who He is, and what He is, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 and 7, He is a loving God. While the Bible declares such verses, Ezekiel 18 and verse 20, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The same word of God also declares, Ezekiel 33 and verse 11, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why would you die? In 1 John 4 verse 8 says, God is love. God's holiness God's tender mercy shows us the unreasonableness of despairing of salvation. The plan of salvation given in the Bible shows us the unreasonable of despair. It's sad to say, but even a child of God can get into sin of despair. Elijah was such a man. He got out uh, under a juniper tree and said, Oh Lord, let me die. James chapter 5 verse 16 through 18 says Elijah was a man such as you and I so he's no different than we are but he got in despair Psalms 42 verse 11 why did I cast down O my soul and why are they disquieted within me hope thou in God for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my continuance and my God Psalms 146 verses 5 and 6 says sin is despair, it's sinful, it's dangerous, and it's unreasonable. Now, what I want you to do is, I know the answer. I've been reading my Bible. I've been studying, and I've never been as happy in my life the last few days. Just just read my Bible late at night, and just I just don't want to put it down. I, I, Sometimes I'll be reading about 10 o'clock and wake up about 1 o'clock. <clears throat> I'm still sitting there in my Bible on my lap. And I went to sleep just the best sleep in the world in that chair when you're reading your Bible. And I wake up, and I, I tell you what, when you read your Bible as you go to sleep, guess what you think of? When you get up first thing in the morning, you think about the Lord. And it, what a blessed thought. I don't want to go through a day without the Lord. And I don't want to go through a day without thinking about Him. And so I read his Bible, and I found something. The answer to despair, the answer to getting to the place that you just give up. I can't handle this mess no more. Read your Bible. Pray. Realize who you are. Did you know you're a child of God if you're saved? What a statement. I'm a child of God. Don't you think that your Heavenly Father can take care of you? I know He can not only can he, but he will. He promised so. Amen. So it's a sin to despair. And I don't want to be caught in sin. Lord, forgive me and keep me going. Pray with me, please. Father, it's with great pleasure that we meet with your people and be able to talk about our wonderful Savior 
and my Heavenly Father, that you take care of us. And Father, I pray that you'll go with us, watch over and keep us. Help us to be a, an encouragement to somebody this week. Just somebody, Lord, just give them a call, tell them we love them, uh, just say we're thinking about them. That's so important to people. Help us, dear God, to be what we ought to be as Christians. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.